0: Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo and it's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. So in this broadcast tonight, I'm going to be talking about don't be moved. In other words, don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you see and what you feel. Only be moved by by the word of God, you know, the Lord gave me this awesome message. It was like a download that just came yesterday at rate, right, you know, as I was finishing up my breakfast, it was like the word of the Lord just started coming and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go get my notepad. And I tell you, it was like just, you know, I love when it happens because I'm writing as fast as I can and the Lord is just like, psh, psh, psh. and it was like, oh Lord, thank you. Awesome message for tonight. And you know, it's really um it's it, it it just kind of follows suit with what I talked about last week, you know. I mean, and the week before about you gotta take a stand against sickness, you gotta use your authority, and you know, this is just what God has called me to do, right? To spread the good news, be a light in the dark places, and help the multitudes to live in victory. Well, live in victory live in victory you've got to take a stand against sickness you've got to know your authority and we all have to move more you know even those who are operating in healing already seeing healing seeing miracles you know who you are you know and the thing is is God wants us to move and press on to not being moved by what we see because that is the quickest way to get into unbelief. You speak God's word and you stand on it. So God gave me notes and I wanna give it to you the way he gave it to me. So I'm gonna to try to stay on my notes but I'm gonna let the Holy Spirit just speak and flow and I see you guys jumping on and hi everybody, it's so great to see you. If I start naming individuals, we would just be here all night, but I see you and I will go back later and read you know, every comment as well. I may not be able to respond, you know, right away, but I will be reading everything. So, I love, love, you know, reading your comments and just helping in any way that I can. So, first, you've got to know that it is always God's will to heal. You know, someone asked me a question, um, they want to have a baby, and it just hasn't happened yet, and they asked me, um, you know, is it God's will? Well, the, what You always have to say, well, what does the Word of God say? You always have to go to the Word of God. And who in the Bible wasn't able to have children and God gave them children, right? So when you think about it, Elizabeth, first of all, John the Baptist's mother, right? She was barren until, oh my gosh, an older age. And so my point is, and Jesus said, if you believe in your heart, right, you ask, you believe, you don't doubt. It will be done for you. Children are a gift, they're a blessing from the Lord. So, is it God's will? Now, some of you might be saying, well, what about people who maybe God wants them to adopt? Listen, if you have a desire in your heart to have biological children, right? There's no reason that you can't if you believe God's word. You ask, children are a gift from the Lord. And, it, and listen, if Jesus paid for you, you know, if it's some quote-unquote limitation that the doctors have said, you know, because of whatever. Jesus said nothing will be impossible to those who believe. I'm telling you, it is all wrapped up in believing. Believing and speaking. Don't doubt. Don't be moved by what you see. Remember, there when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, He was talking with Moses and Elijah. And this is, listen, this will speak, you know, to those of you maybe who have lost loved ones and you're not sure that they're really still alive, their spirit is still alive. We know that Moses died, but guess what? He was on the Mount of Transfiguration talking with Jesus. Jesus was speaking with Moses and Elijah. Isn't that awesome, right? So the Word of God says, you're not going to stay in your body. You'll be resurrected. Okay, I'm kind of going off on another topic, but that's for someone. (laughs) Anyway, um, so Jesus already paid the price. It's always, it's always God's will to heal. How do I know that? Number one, Jesus took every sin, every sickness, every disease known to man in his own body on that tree. He took it. He took it personally. And then he said, it is finished, right? What was finished? What was finished? He shed every ounce of blood. He became every evil, you know, thing separated from God just in that time, you know, where he took everything, every sin, every sickness, every disease, every vile thing. He didn't even look like himself. Yes, with the crucifixion and the beating and everything. And it says he didn't even look human. He did that all so that you and I could be saved, forgiven, have eternal life, be reconciled back to God, and so you could be healed. That was all included in what Jesus did. When he said, it is finished, he did it all. He paid it all for you to be made perfectly whole, right? Okay, you could say, yeah, but we live in these physical bodies and, you know, things happen and sickness comes. Okay, well, this brings me to point number two. So not only did Jesus take everything in his own body, he became sin, he became sickness, right, so that we could have his life. It was a great exchange that took place. When he paid that price for us on that cross and when he gave up his spirit, it was finished. So now those who believe in Jesus and would follow him, now God could send the spirit, the very spirit of his son, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Jesus. According to Galatians 4, 6, God sent the spirit of his son to dwell in those, right? To live in those who would believe in Christ. Galatians 4, 6. You can read that for yourself. You know, everything that I tell you, I'm going to back it up with scripture. Sometimes the Holy Spirit gives me something or tells me something. I'm like, Lord, I need a scripture because God confirms his word. Okay, so that was number one. And then number two is I started to say, well, let me just read it isaiah fifty three four and five surely he took on our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, struck down, and afflicted, meaning he took all of our infirmities, he the chastisement of his peace of our peace was on him so that we could have his peace. everything that he took on him himself was so that we could have the life that he had that he came to give us that was from God, awesome and then verse five it says Isaiah four this is Isaiah 53, 4, and then verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, right? The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Those stripes that he took at the whipping post. You know, you guys have heard me talk about this for those of you who have watched my videos for any length of time, but we've got new people coming in all the time and So, and not only that, but repetition is the mother of all success. Think about how many times things are repeated over and over and over in the Word of God. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. So you've got to hear it over and over and over. It'll be like, oh, it's over here and it's over here and it says it here and it says it here. And I'm going to give you an example of that, you know, as well. Somebody's watching from their school bus in Mobile, Alabama. Well, God bless you, Sherry. Awesome. Okay, that just kind of came in and caught my eye. I'm like, wow, from a school bus. That's awesome. Okay, so secondly, while Jesus was here on the earth, okay? Okay, because I was saying, how do you know that it's his will to always heal? Number one, he paid the price completely in full, in blood. You know, that could be like the title of like uh, an Italian... You know, or I'm saying Italian, but like a mafia movie, there had to be blood, you know, or something. There had to be blood, and Jesus shed his for all of mankind. And the problem is, he loves all, all of us, but not everybody loves him. And all he wants is to heal you and to have you reconciled back to the Father so that you could have life on this earth life and have life more abundantly glory to god okay i will get this second point out um while jesus was here on the earth all he did was he preached right he t- he preached he taught and he healed he preached he taught about the kingdom of god about god's goodness and he healed all manner of sickness all manner of disease every person that came to him was healed there were people that didn't come to him because they thought he was crazy. They called him a devil. They said, Isn't this, you know, Joseph and isn't this the carpenter's son? Like we know him. Yeah. Okay. So he became sin for us so that we could become like he was. Like he is. He's very much alive. He's seated at the right hand of God. Glory to God. Acts 10:38. How Jesus anointed oh, I'm sorry, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how Jesus went around doing good. Man, why wouldn't anybody, you know, okay, let me finish my sentence. Man, I get so passionate, right? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed, right, and bound up by the devil, because God was with him. God was with Jesus. You know, I mean, that's why, you know, you think like, why don't people want God? Because they think that they have to change their whole lives. They think that, yeah, they might have to, they might want to. Listen, you fall in love with Jesus, you want to. When you really and truly understand what he did for you because he loves you. Listen, he loves the sinner. He hates the sin. Why? Because sin hurts people. Sin hurts people. He loves the sinner, and that's why he goes to them. That's why he went to them, and that's why we should be going to them, right? And helping them to turn their lives around and realize God's goodness. We are here to represent Jesus, right? To rep. We are we are ambassadors of Christ. Let me just give you a quick quick story, you know, about what happened here. And you know, the 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 other thing I wanted to say is that you've got to recognize that. Healing is a spiritual law and the kingdom of God operates by spiritual laws. Okay, that's probably for another day. It's a little bit, um, but it's really, it, it is pretty simple. I mean, Jesus said, believe, don't doubt in your heart, right? You speak, you act accordingly. Don't doubt you. He says, I gave you authority over the devil, right? I gave you authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. That's Luke ten nineteen. That's Luke ten nineteen. That's, that's. Okay. Okay. It's, um, God gave Adam dominion over the earth. Okay. I'm going to just sum it up quickly. It's, you know, I mean, it's worth just going and reading, you know, in the book of Genesis. But Adam sinned, gave that dominion over to Satan. Okay. Read the story in Genesis. It's so good. And it's so, you should know this. It's so good. You want to know this. Jesus was with God in the beginning when God created the world and Jesus left his place in heaven with God to come to this earth to take back the authority from Satan and then give it to his believers so now we could have authority and dominion on the earth again, right? We, what Jesus did when he defeated the enemy is he literally... For those who would believe in Him and God would send the Spirit of Christ in them, Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? Literally, God's Spirit is sent inside of you if you're a believer and a follower of Christ. And if you're not, you want to be, right? And then you learn what is available to you. I'm not yelling at you. She's very, very passionate about this. You know, and then you learn what's available to you and then... When you see sickness or something shows up in your own body, you know how to fight. Mm. You tell that thing, oh, no, no, no. You, I don't allow you. Okay, what's that? Matthew 16, 19. I'm paraphrasing, but Jesus said, whatever you allow will be allowed. Whatever you don't, won't. But who's got to do the allowing? Jesus didn't tell his disciples, okay, bring bring all the sick to me. Initially, he did heal them, but he's like, guys, You got to get this because I'm going to be with the Father and you guys need to do this. And then you need to spread this message to everybody so that those who would come after you would believe and the same thing would happen for them. It was to be repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated, not just for the apostles, you know, the miracles, the healings and everything. No, it's for you and me today. It's for all believers. Believers will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Right. Cassandra just said, No weapon formed against you shall prosper in the name of Jesus. No weapon, but you gotta speak it. You gotta speak it, you gotta know it, and you gotta not doubt it. And you will see the enemy like Bye-bye. Can't mess with this one, right? 1 Peter 5:8 says that the enemy roams around like a roaring lion, seeking people to devour. And he looks to destroy and devour God's people. Why? Because he'll ruin the witness. Then, then, because if he can deceive you as a follower of Christ, then you're not going to be able to represent Christ, and then nobody will want what you have, right? People will be like, if that's your God, and he, mm, no, no thank you, no. Okay, definitely ahead of myself, but is this good? You guys getting something out of this? Of course it is, because it's the word of God, right? I'm just saying, mm. okay, so let's see. Jesus said in John 14, 12, truly. That those who, he said, truly, truly, I say to you, those who believe in me, right? I'm just backing up what I just said with scripture. Those who believe in me, in Jesus, right? He said, the same works I do, they will do. You will do. Why? Because I go to be with my father. This wasn't just for the disciples. This is for you and me and for every believer. It's time that we know our authority and This is the biggest thing we have to go after. And I'm telling you, I'm going after this myself. After not being moved by what we see. Because this is the biggest hindrance. I'm telling you, it is. This is the biggest hindrance. So many Christians are so quick to say, in Jesus' name this, in Jesus' name that. God showed me this. And and, uh, me too, right? Uh, In Jesus' name without really even thinking about what are you saying. You are using the most powerful name in the entire universe. Okay, but the minute you don't see an instant result, you're like, oh, oh. Next thing you know, you're moved by what you see, and then you start to waver, and you start to doubt, and then you're like, I guess it didn't work. I don't know where I missed it. I don't know what happened. Listen. This happens to me too and I'm, I don't want to even declare that but listen, I am transparent with you guys and more times than I can remember, I mean, this is, this is something I'm working on too and God is showing me and he's like, then tell them, tell the people, right, the multitudes, we have to stop being moved by what we see. Oh, that person's in a wheelchair, I could pray for them but what if they don't get up? What if they do, right? How are they going to get up? You know, and and I love this story of Smith Wigglesworth, and and I, I think I might have told it last week on a on a previous broadcast, but I know you know anyway, where this woman had a big tumor in her stomach, and her two friends came to his meeting, and they they picked you know they they brought her up because he would start his meetings and say, hey, the first person who comes up here is going to be healed of whatever. Their two friend, her two friends were ready. They brought her up there, and so. He, he didn't even, it doesn't say that he even prayed for her or anything. He just said, let her go. And they were like, okay, they let her go. And she fell flat on her stomach on that tumor. <gasps> Moaning, groaning, oh my gosh. He said, pick her up. They picked her up. He wasn't moved by the audience, by, the, <gasps> by any of it. What he saw, that she wasn't instantly, you know, didn't have the instant result, wasn't instantly healed, fell on the tumor right? On her stomach, pick her up. And then he said again, let her go. And they were like scared to let her go. But you know what? They let her go. And again, she fell on that tumor. And someone in the audience was like, you beast, leave her alone. You're going to kill the woman. And he said, I know my business. You mind your business. Pick her up. And they picked her up and then he said let her go and they were like we can't let her go we can't he said i said let her go and they let her go and she like caught herself and that tumor fell right out from under her dress and she was completely healed now listen i know to hear this it sounds but guess what if there was a story in the bible where jesus did that and he did so many things raising people from the dead and all that would anybody have thought twice? Oh, no, they wouldn't. But because a human being, somebody in the flesh, does this, right? People are, oh, that couldn't have happened. No, it happened because people saw it happen. It was recorded, right? So, yes, somebody just said, Brittany said, that's my God. Yes, that's right. That is our God. And so nothing, Jesus said, nothing will be impossible to those who believe. But we've got to stop being moved. Think about something. The disciples, the disciples, you know, when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration talking to Moses and Elijah, right? Well, the other disciples were down below and, you know, not on the mountain. And, uh, and this father brought his son who was having these epileptic-like seizures to the disciples and they couldn't cast them out, right? Well, why? Jesus had given them the authority to do it just like he's given you and me the authority to do it. Right? We've got the Holy Spirit. And so then they asked him, Why couldn't we do it? And he said, Because of your unbelief. Okay, they they had faith to know that they could do it, but here's what I believe happened: they got moved. They were moved because that demon kept manifesting and wasn't like obeying them immediately, like the times they had seen before. And they got moved and then they they got into unbelief. And you know something? That nasty devil, that devil that was in that boy, convulsed that boy right in front of Jesus too. Read the story. Read it. I believe it was Matthew 17 and Mark 9. That's where the story is in, in the Word. So, my gosh. You know, I was saying before, Jesus is very much alive and well right now in his physical body, right? The people that have gone on, you know, to be with the Lord... Their physical bodies are, are here until Jesus comes back and we're all going to get our glorified bodies, but their spirits are very much alive. Remember, Moses had gone, you know, had left already, right? He had died, but he was very much alive. He was on the Mount of Transfiguration talking with Jesus. So I'm just saying, you know, to and the, the, the Apostle Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What a comfort, right, to those who know Jesus. Praise God. And so Okay. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father in his physical body right now while the Holy Spirit is at work in believers here on the earth. Why? So that we can represent Jesus and do what Jesus did so that people will want to be reconciled back to God. They'll want to know, you know, what, and listen, love is a huge part of that. You know, I feel the Holy Spirit saying, You need to love people. Don't argue with them. Don't fight with them. You know, when I first came to the Lord years ago, I would be trying to, you know, talk to my family. Oh, they did not want to hear it, okay? I mean, none of them. And I was just, you know, the Lord this and Jesus that and the words you speak, oh, you got to watch. And they would fight me and I would be like, no, but the words, don't do that. Just, you speak the truth, but you stay consistent. Loving them and listen, even though they don't believe the way you do You have the Spirit of God in you and the Holy Spirit will show you what to do and you know what? your faith I believe will trump their unbelief because Healing especially is to be a sign to unbelievers that God's Word is true. What does that mean? That means that you have to believe Because then as you believe and you don't doubt in your heart, you know, it says in James 1, 5 through 8, right? If any lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord. The Lord will give generously. But then the very next verse says, not doubting. Don't doubt anything because then you're like a wave of the sea tossed to and fro and double-minded. You believe, then you don't believe. You believe, then you don't believe. You're tossed to and fro. And it says, let that person not think they'll receive anything from the Lord. This is the word of God. God is so pleased when we trust him. You know, what did he say to Matthew? I'm sorry, not Matthew, Thomas, right? They called him Doubting Thomas. Thomas said, I'm not gonna believe until I see. And Jesus said, Thomas, stop being like an unbeliever. Stop that. He said, you know, you believe because you saw. He said, but blessed are those who believe and have not seen me, right? That's for you and me today, but we know God is real oh my goodness, too late. I always say it's too late to tell me I've seen too much. I've seen miracles. I've seen too much healings. And listen, when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. It's the word of God. You know, I remember Kenneth Hagin. He was um, one of the pioneers, you know, well, I say pioneers, but he was um, a great man of faith a great man of God and he was supposed to die at 17 years old with an incurable blood disease. Kenneth Hagan, Jr. I'm sorry, Kenneth Hagan, Sr. It's Kenneth E. Hagan. There is, his son is Kenneth Hagan, Jr., but it's Kenneth E. Hagan. You go on YouTube, watch some of his videos, fantastic. I have his whole faith library because it's where I started when I first came to the Lord. My spiritual mom had all these Kenneth E. Hagen books and uh, that I started reading, oh my gosh, like two and three a week. I mean, I, I must have read like 25 of those books in the first six months and it just changed my whole life. I, I, pfft, that was the beginning of my faith walk and I never looked back. Before that, I was addicted to psychics and the new age and horoscopes and it almost killed me. So that's for another day. I actually have spoken about that before, and if anyway, I can't get off on another topic. But we only have a few minutes left. This went by so quickly. Oh my gosh. So the bottom line is, and the Holy Spirit's just been ministering this whole time. Ah! God has been answering prayers. Yes, Stacy, God always answers prayers. He always, always, always it you know what? All of God's promises in Christ. You have Christ and you know that whatever you're asking is his will all his promises are yes and amen so what's your part he said it believe it and that settles it so I was talking about Kenneth E Hagan and I remember Kenneth Hagan saying even at 17 years old my gosh what a story you might be able to find it on YouTube if you don't you know want to um, you know get a book on it or something but um, but you could maybe the Kenneth E Hagan Uh, Incurable blood disease story, or something. I mean, I would just put it in YouTube, see what comes up. But anyway, the story was great. But he said that when he was sick, so sick, he decided, he asked his mom to bring him a Bible, and she did. And he started reading, and he made a decision that whatever that word said, he was going to believe it. And then he got to a point somewhere in Matthew where he was like, he shut the book because he was like okay you got to help me with this god you know like ah uh, this is a little bit hard to and he stayed at that one point i forget like how long how many days it was and then i guess he got a breakthrough a revelation on it and he kept going but he decided whatever god's word says i'm just going to believe it and that's it now remember when jesus spoke in uh, public he always spoke in parables so it's important to know who he was speaking to you know like when he says if you're you know right eye sins or something cut it out you know it, he's speaking a parable saying like if you're what you're looking at is causing you to sin you don't want to um, sorry my battery is low uh well we're, we should be good it's only another couple minutes but um, you know, remember he was speaking in parables, so he's saying, like, get that stuff out of you, and he was talking to the Jewish people because they lived according to laws, you know, and Jesus is saying, you know, to us, it's just follow me. You know, I think it's John eight twelve, it says, Follow me, and you'll never you don't so you don't have to walk in darkness. You don't have to be lost and not knowing which way to go and what you're doing. And then the enemy shows up and tries to put some sickness on you. And you're like, I don't know what to do. God help me. And he's like, get in my word. I've given you authority. Okay. So we're just about at the end of this broadcast. But I know and I believe with all my heart this has just been a blessing to you. And make sure that you comment. Let me know. Um, And I also have... A free gift for you on my website and it's the, the scriptures. God gave me seven scriptures to give to you to stand on for healing. If you're standing and I'm telling you whatever kind of healing Go to lisaboldo.com on my website, just put your information in there. It's an opt-in, but it's free, and it's and it's the seven scriptures. It's the best way that I can get it to you, you know, to the multitudes, is just go there. It's just get it, and then it'll when you put your information in, your name, your email address, I don't even think I asked for your last name, just your first name, email address, and you'll get um, an email come into your, um, your inbox within just a couple of minutes, and I did a video And it's a video, too, and it talks about healing, but also how to use these seven scriptures to stand on for healing. It's so powerful. So, anyway, I just want to invite you to go to the website and get that. And make sure that, you know, tell others about it as well. And if this video has blessed you, if any of the videos bless you, and I'm sure they do, make sure you share it with others. You can, let's advance God's kingdom together. Right? We want... You know, Jesus said that believers, we are salt and light, right? We want to continue to be loving, yet bold with authority and confident and represent Jesus well. Don't be moved by what you see. You speak God's word, you believe it, and I'm telling you, the the, the power of God is released like gravity. Faith pulls like gravity. If you haven't seen that video yet, You can see it on my website or YouTube. The title is Faith Pulls Like Gravity. Make sure you watch this because when you speak God's word, it it is released and headed for the target. And the only thing that can stop that power is you coming into agreement with something else. And then you, you know. So anyway, I just, I love you. I bless you in Jesus name. And thanks for watching tonight. Make sure you share this and I'll see you again really soon. All right, God bless you. Have a good night.